0: South, we
1: sweat and strain. We were the prisoners of cotton. But when cotton come to Harlem,
2: we moved cotton's
0: butt.
1: Down South, cotton was king. A black man's life meant not a damn thing.
3: And that is another well-fit theme song that goes right into the, to the movie.
1: Is that song black enough for you, Griff? Uh, Murray? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, because we're, we're gonna, that's going to be a running theme throughout this movie and this episode, whether things are black enough for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because it's,
3: it's one of those things like you, I, I can't think of a good example. You don't notice something and then somebody points it out and you notice it everywhere. Because I watched this movie. Yeah. You dropped the Is It Black Enough for You on me uh, earlier in the week before I saw yeah. the movie. Next thing you know, I'm seeing it everywhere. And uh, I was listening to some of the New Hampshire primary stuff. Joe Biden did a little speech. He dropped out and went to New uh, South Carolina. And he's doing a speech. And he's like, I'm going to make America so good for the brown and the black. What and, the hell? Ben, what it's my, that? That's my Joe Biden Is accent. Is that a Delaware accent? And that might be... <laughs>
1: I'm never going to Delaware if that's what they sound like. <laughs> so I next, can see the, the the Delaware Tweakers, the wrestling tag team, <laughs> talking like that. But not Delaware Joe Tweakers,
3: Biden. God, I forget who they were. they the Briscoe brothers. The Briscoe brothers, yes. Ah, oh, the old Delaware Tweakers. But even Joe Biden was using that phrase. He was like, "I bet you guys want." uh minimum wage hike because well, he, brown he, and black people You
1: notice he was also wearing a glittery black cape as well. He was wearing that cape, man. He's beautiful. He was channeling Deke O'Malley. Yeah, I except know, Deke O'Malley made sense when he talked. I don't I, know what the hell Biden's saying.
3: The other thing he had on and I I'm a little upset about this because I'm taking this as my new look. He had a sequined eye patch on. Wow. Channeling Desmond. And then he saves and take Trump to the bank. Yeah. The blood bank. <laughs> but yeah, Biden was dropping some hard, Are you? is that black enough for you?
1: Maybe you should say, take that to the bank. Because it yeah. worked wonders for that guy from Hard to Kill. It, it really did.
3: And I mean, Biden's about as uh, plausible as that guy. So that mm-hmm. works for me. But Murray, Cotton comes to Harlem. Fucking, let's just go ahead and break all the rules and give it a grade right away. What grade do you give this movie? A plus plus fuck i'm going mario kart and i'm giving it triple star
1: i w- i guess we're doing t- totally different grading things <laughs> uh, i i was watching it and i couldn't help but notice griff we are the coffin ed johnson and gravedigger jones of podcasts i was like this is us in a movie yeah i'm Coffin, of course Irritated by everything, yes. ready to shoot a motherfucker at the yep. drop of a hat, slap a bitch in a minute. Some say yeah. just for fun. Yeah, and I'm... Griff's like always the chill ones. Like, got the little like zingers he throws out there. You're right. No, I didn't realize that, but you are dead on. Right. Man, I love that comparison. So we really responded to this movie because we related to it. It was it was black enough for us. It really was black enough for us.
3: It, it was it was so good. It tells us. It tells a good story. It tells it far better than Friday Foster did. It's very, it's not as convoluted. There's a lot to it.
1: We didn't need a half hour explaining why they're called Gravedigger and Ed. It was just, we just accepted it. We said, I guess they kill people. They didn't
3: even do like the normal Seagal thing where somebody goes, oh shit, that's Gravedigger. They call him that because one time when he was at the grave, he dug a grave he d- he digs graves. There there was nothing like that. We no. just knew they are awesome because their on-screen presence was awesome. I loved it. Loved it. This might also be the first I I I don't think it is, but we also have not researched it too hard. But this might be the first uh movie he did with a black director. Or At least black exploitation movie.
1: Yeah, and writer, Ozzy Davis yeah. who uh You've seen uh, Bubba Hotep, right? No, I don't think so. Well, our audience will probably know him best from Bubba Hotep. He was a black guy who thought he was John F. Kennedy. That was Ozzie Davis. Okay. So he's an actor. Actually, I think he's more known as an actor, more of a theater actor, I believe. But, yeah, this was uh, – I believe these these were books. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'd like to read because I really enjoyed the two characters of Coffin Ed. I know, They're I'm really interested, or, yeah, and in how
3: they play out in a novel form. So mm-hmm. I'll keep an eye out for that. I like to go to those
1: secondhand bookstores, so
3: maybe yeah. I'll find it there.
1: When I'm looking for my to finish my gore library, I'll <laughs> keep an eye out for that too. <laughs> yeah, of course. You gotta
3: go to Ferndale. That's where I found a huge stack of them. Is it
1: the one on uh, Nine Mile and like Woodward? That I think so. Okay. Yeah,
3: I think so. Okay. I can't. I can't remember exactly where it
1: was. I, I get right. kind of lost in Ferndale. Right. now people are riveted by this conversation about Ferndale City. Oh, yeah. They don't have no idea. Exactly. Uh, so fuck it. Like, we got a lot to unpack. So I'm, we're just gonna go straight to the fucking trailer. Yeah, Griff. Before there was Tango and Cash. Before there was Riggs and Murtaugh. Fuck, before there was even Starsky and Hutch, there was Coffin' Ed and Gravedigger, and they're going to bury some motherfuckers when cotton comes to Harlem.
2: Introducing two cops only a mother could love. Meet Coffin' Ed Johnson and Gravedigger Jones, two of New York's finest. Two cops who take charge when an $87,000 bale of cotton comes to Harlem. Tell me something, Willis. What's Um, a bale of cotton doing in Harlem? A bale of cotton? Bale
0: of cotton. No, what would a bale of cotton be doing in Harlem? Down south, cotton was
2: king. Cotton comes to Harlem. It's cops and robbers with a shade of difference. See any cotton around here lately? A bale of cotton, sure. Where is it now? You turned Japanese. Come on, you know the position. Come on. Damn it! Another fine mess you got us into. I got us into. Shut up and shoot. Godfrey Cambridge is grave digger Jones. Raymond Saint John is coffin Ed Johnson. Calvin Lockhart. Well, if it ain't King Kong and Frankenstein. What kind of talk is that, soul brother? Don't you know that black is beautiful? They put a personal touch on everything they handle. You have to play with that thing. I'm insecure, Captain. They're big, they're cool. They're beautiful. Where is that bale of cotton? There ain't no such thing as a bale of cotton in Harlem. Hm. Is that black enough for you? I finally found that bale of cotton. One thing's for sure. It ain't drugstore cotton. This is genuine
0: Mississippi cotton. Don't you know it, cotton from the Harlem? That's boot cotton's blood.
2: Give me a stick and I'm going kick cotton in the butt. Coffin' Ed Johnson and Gravedigger Jones. Two cops only a mother could love.
3: All right, Murray. This is dense. This is the... Uh, I'm trying to think of a long book and none are coming to my brain right now. Uh, this the uh, War and Peace. War, this Crime is, and Punishment. This is a war and peace. The Bible. Here, all right? I mean... This get it. This we're gonna have to do our best to get this, keep this under nine hours. So that's yeah, why. The, that's why. The probably
1: gonna do a lot of sidebars on this too. There's a lot of going on. There's a lot of great characters. I mean, there's we. Were, there's a characters in this movie is five minutes and he like steals the show. Uh, yeah,
3: we were just talking about how oh, I don't know why we're doing this now, but there's the chase scene. There's all this other side shit going on that's awesome and crazy, and it it just works. Everything works. Great director. Great director. Yeah.
1: So, Murray, yeah. let's open this movie. What are we going to open with? A song about being black as I w- <laughs> need it to be. And literally <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what the song was about. Yeah, you got to be black. Me, my, to I don't know, me. maybe we'll like end this show with that song. Yeah, I think we have to. Yeah, that's a good call. And uh we see this like a Rolls-Royce just driving down the streets of Harlem with a mm. gold painted uh, armored truck behind it. Uh, very tasteful. And we see this rally and we're like what's going on? Yeah. Open up the door, and our fucking man Deke O'Malley comes okay. out. We
3: both thought, or I, I don't know if we agreed on this, but as soon as that door swung open, I was like,
1: there's Cotton. Yeah, I thought Cotton was a person, too. Yeah. I, I I hate to admit it because we pride ourselves on having our black exploitation credentials. The first time I seen this movie was like a few weeks ago, and I was yeah. like, Griff, we have to do this for the episode. So you were so right. And so, yeah, I'm glad I saw it finally because, I'm not kidding, I think... Uh, Coffinette, Grave Digger are my favorite cop pair of all time. I agree. 100%. I want to see more movies. Well, it's too late now. They're fucking dead. Yeah. But I want to see more movies with 100%.
3: Guys. They they play a very noir role in this, which made it very fun for me. Like It reminds me a lot of the cops and The Venture Brothers, the kind of noir detectives that are in that as well, where they're just snappy one-liners all back and forth and very direct. Yeah,
1: that's what Grave Digger. That's what he's just there for, to just think. put those zingers out there. Yeah.
3: In a very deadpan way. It's beautiful.
1: Well, you know, know, that was Ford Malat from Friday Foster, the gay guy. Yeah. And then uh, I guess Coffin played by, uh, what was his name? It was something St. Jock. And I was thinking, what a coincidence, because that was like my porn star name was uh, Raymond St. Jock. That was my porn star name back in the day. (laughs) It's a coincidence that I was
3: that was your point star name yeah, back Ra-
1: then. Ra- yeah, Raymond Saint Jack. Oh, yeah. mine was the Millennium Dong. Mine's a little better. Yeah, I mean, I was more of a character actor, porn actor. Like I wasn't known for my length for my girth, <laughs> but I was known for my way to just. People have told me I totally believe you could fix a TV. <laughs> I totally believe you can. You know how to clean a pool out properly? And I say thank you because I pr- I get. I get like uh, method about it. Like I actually. I had to play uh, like a pool boy, and I, uh, for like a week, I just worked at a pool boy place to learn like, how to hold the, the net properly. I took it seriously, man. Well,
3: I, I hate to admit it, but I have seen some of your work because once I found out who you were, I did a yeah. Google search because everything on TV tells me be afraid of every single human being you meet and do extensive research on them. Make sure, A, they're not a child rapist. You don't want to get catfished. You don't want to get caffeine?
1: I, just, I don't know what that means. I know that's a word they use. Oh, really? You don't know yeah. what that means? I mean, I kind of know what we that means. We are so off the track here. Yeah. But I looked it up. You really did look like a pool cleaner. Yeah, I know. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. I've got probably five Avian Awards, you know, just for my acting. Wow. <laughs> I was horrible at fucking, but I was great at acting.
0: So we got- They the- actually
1: sometimes would have to use Ron Jeremy as like a, like a double for me. <laughs>
3: So we got <laughs> Deke coming to town, <laughs> and Deke's here, he is, Deke O'Malley, and he's the greatest, uh, was he a reverend, pastor? Yes, he, reverend.
1: Was, a, he was a pastor. He, pastor. I, I don't know, did he just get out of jail, or, this is, I don't know, no, he no, did. no, 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 he's yeah. traveling, he's doing the right. circuit, he's doing the circuit. He and just
3: came from Detroit, LA, Philadelphia, that's the big three.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what we say. We always say the big three. L.A., Philadelphia, Detroit. And he comes out in this most splendiferous <laughs> black glittery Dracula cape.
3: If you're trying to be a pastor, what better
1: wardrobe to wear than a black and red sequined cape? It's a Dracula cape. It's a Dracula And I, it's funny. I'm going to go off on another tangent because when I was watching it, I had this flashback. You're not. You're too young to remember this, but you know Channel 62, which is our CBS affiliate.
3: I, I watched 62 the other day. Come on, Six,
1: but no, but no. In the 80s, 62 was a UHF station. Oh, so it I was, remember so, UHF. Yeah, so it was a privately owned station by yeah. R.J. Watkins, who was, as I believe, I'm pretty sure he was the first black man in America to own a television station. Holy shit. Definitely in Michigan. They used to play Tiger games on UHF. Okay, and so he had a show called uh it was called the scene it was like a detroit version of soul train mm-hmm. and uh later on like to, to like the early 90s they early nine like 92 93 they switched over, he sold his, his to CBS because Fox had bought Channel Two because Channel Two used to always be CBS. Oh really, okay, and so but he had the show called The New Dance Show, and there was this dancer on here. I don't know why because <laughs> I never like watch the show regularly, so I would have been watching a dance show, but we me and my friend would like watching him like, there's this guy. He had to be, like, in his 50s. Okay? This is a show. All the kids are, like, it's kids, like, late teens, early 20s. It's like a dance show. Yeah. He would wear a cape, Dracula cape. Oh, my and, God. And, uh, like, a tuxedo. He would dress like a vampire. I'm not even kidding. He would have, like, a bad wig he would have on, and he would have, like, some, like, fucking wraparound shades on. Oh, man. And, then, and he... And he youngest had to be in his fifties. He could have been sixty. <laughs> yeah. he,
2: and he would
3: do He's he, probably
1: actually a hundred. His, well, yeah. <laughs> his, his name but all that vampire blood. His name is JB, <laughs> which I'm guessing was short for James Brown. Because when they would do the line, you know, the dance line, he would do like I gotta stand up, show you like, he would do like the shimmy, like you know, <laughs> go down like that. <laughs> yes. It's just I just sorry for like taking us out of the movie, but it, it was so like, he, I, I hope the I hope that's on YouTube because you gotta see J B. Yeah, was,
3: we'll we'll have to look it up later and yeah, you can post was, it on Twitter. He
1: was he was
3: pretty pretty amazing. <laughs> but not right. as amazing
1: as Deke O'Malley.
3: So Deke, of course, he's parting the crowd. Like Moses, the crowd just parts for him actually. They all want to touch him, but they're all so in awe of him. Right. His presence is powerful. He's like the nineteen
1: seventies Obama.
3: Yeah, he gets up on that stage. You're right about the jail thing, though. He had been uh, in prison or Probably jail. I forget which one. You know. But he, he, he gets up there and he starts talking about how he has been in the white man's prison. And then he was on his hands and knees cleaning the white man's toilet. Is that black enough for you? I, I don't know why he had to bring <laughs> it. Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, he's uh, like, but no longer, because I have a plan, brothers and sisters. Yeah. I bought this ship and we're all going back to Africa. Yeah,
3: Jesus spoke to him and said, You need to be my Noah. Noah? Noah. Yes. I'm so good at the Bible.
1: And so he's and for the cheap price of one hundred dollars at least. You can get a ride and go back to Africa with me.
3: Everybody in the crowd freaks the fuck out. They all want everybody
1: in. but two gentlemen freak the fuck out. Yeah.
3: Two very suspicious looking gentlemen.
1: Oh wait there are fucking heroes coffin and grave digger and as always and it words like me coffin's got a scowl on his face yep. disgusted and as always grave diggers just fucking chill it's chill shit
3: they're surveying the scene they're trying to make sure everything's cool because they know
1: what deke's really about they see through this bullshit oh they
3: absolutely do and they're like they're questioning how we even got the permits to have this uh affair because they're like governor doesn't get permits out to anybody especially not a black man
1: and they catch while they're doing it. They catch a, a pickpocket. They're they're all, they're all on top of their job. Yep. They're crowd control and they're catching criminals. Early riser was the name of the pickpocket.
3: Early riser. Every criminal in this movie, like low
1: budget criminal, has a fucking coolest shit name. Well, yeah, you always gotta have a street name. Yeah. And then the we notice across the street another yeah. group that's not too happy with Dick O'Malley. We yeah,
3: are they? Or are they just no? They don't
1: like him because. They know he's full of shit, too. Oh, okay. okay. so Because they actually care about the black people.
3: and the, you know. But you can tell these guys are a little rougher. Like, they're willing to throw some punches. So they look upset when they're crossing the road. But Coffin and uh, Dig, they walk over and meet them uh, on the other side of the road. And they're just like, where are you going? Back to Africa?
1: I think not. And they're like, the uh, only thing I hate more than uh wonky, oh, wonky uh, hunky white pig is a black person <laughs> pig. pig and then gravedigger he just fucking lets it roll off you you, you drop the end bomb on most black people that's fighting words they're gonna fuck you up gravedigger just lets it roll off his back and goes don't hey brother don't you know black is beautiful hmm. and these guys they're obviously supposed to be like the black panthers but they're not they're they're not wearing like they're like militant black power type guys and they're like, "Fuck you, they're ready to just bust heads, yeah, and then grave and uh digger and grave and digger grave and coffin yeah. grab one of them and just like throw them up. It's like it's got that classic cannon movie like dummy they throw yeah. up in the air. It's so weird, and it's just this guy like le- he's like shot out of a cannon he's like flies twenty feet in the air,
3: oh my God, and if anybody else watches a and w like me and Murray do. Uh, they, they they do these horrible backflips off the ring into the, like... Yeah, we're talking about professional roles. outside Yeah, outside yeah. ring now. And constantly you have four people standing there for no pragmatic purpose except to catch the person. And so all of the... Uh, I, I guess we're just going to call them militiamen, Black, pa- Black Panther. Militants is what they were called the, militants. In the movie. So the militants are all just standing there waiting to catch the guy. It makes sense in this case, but you know what? You said it best. Young Bucks, they can yeah. learn a thing or two. Yeah, you
1: can learn how to sell from these guys, Bucks. And I know they listen, so. I know they listen.
3: Cut it out with the super kicks, guys. It's fucking boring. Right. Every week with the super kicks. So
1: he, uh, Deke, finishes his speech. Everyone's just lining up to give their money to them, including the lovable oh. Uncle Bud, played AKA. by red fox of course Red sanford for sanford and son which
3: is interesting because there's so many references to foxes in this movie you notice that was grave and uh, uh coffin's constant like code word
1: were foxes well yeah they're talking about uh brer fox and like from a song of the south yeah yeah shit. white and, fox black fox and uh he he's so damn lovable he's like since so he's checking out the tits of this check first of all but he's like all i have is twenty dollars it's Oh, I can and they're like, sorry, sir, it's a hundred dollars. He
3: lays out twenty like nineteen bills and then four <laughs> quarters. I was like, usually when you're like trying to show your poor, you roll out more change, but he's like nineteen crisp bills straight from the ATM and then
1: four quarters. And he's like, Come on, you you get a little, little old man, you know, leave here. and then Deke sees it and always he's a con man. He's
3: got that huge fucking heart. No, he's a con man.
1: He's got a huge heart. And he's just like, brother. I'll take your twenty dollars. You you get you get and they're handing out these little slips of papers yeah. like basically their ticket.
3: They're on a roll certificates from grade school. Yeah, like, they Except are. they say black boat to Arkansas? Black beauty. Okay. Uh, black beauty, the, excuse me. That's what me. the boat is wow. called. Black Arkansas? Beauty.
1: No. Not, <laughs> I don't even
3: know where these words I don't came know from.
1: how they're even gonna get to Arkansas because it's a landlocked <laughs> state. But no, they're going to Africa. Though. Get oh, with the picture. Is that is Arkansas black enough for you? <laughs> oh no. So uh Everything's fine. We're like, okay. And then all of a sudden, some cracker shows up. And we're like, we know there's going to be trouble. Well, yeah, of course it's going to be. And he's like, I work at the assistant DAs. Uh, The assistant
3: to the assistant
1: DA? Yes. The assistant the are in the (laughs) interior of (laughs) the DA. Thank you. And he's like, ah, there's some discrepancies. I need to talk to you, take you downtown.
3: Well... Of course, I'm gonna go down. Everybody, please do not. Uh, the whole crowd is booing him because yeah, they're ready
1: to just murder this white guy. Yeah,
3: they don't want this G man coming in, you know, ruining their their uh, arc to back to Africa. And uh, you know, just when things are looking hairy, Coffin and Gravedigger they're getting ready to step in and be like, "Let's calm the situation."
1: I don't know about Coffin; is <laughs> he immediately pulls a gun out? <laughs> He's just ready to fucking murder.
0: At all times. The
3: best way to calm a crowd is either (laughs) to throw chickens into it. Or just wave a gun in people's faces. Or or pistol whip somebody, I imagine. But instead, we get... yeah, we get a gold truck that comes through. No, like, the gold
1: truck is there. That's 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 Deeks. Oh, it's we it's get a, a meat, like, wagon. Bla-
3: meat wagon.
1: Meat yeah. wagon, yeah. Which is basically looks like the same truck, except it's not painted gold. Yes. And then all these mask guys come. They're completely covered. You can't see what they look like. What they color look like they, they, they came from that Anything. rat movie we watched. Oh yeah, uh, Night of Terror. Night of Terror. Great episode. And they pull out machine guns and start firing. They fucking Almost hit hit Deke. This guy, John, is his right hand man, dives in front of him, takes the bullet. Oh okay. Yeah. I didn't even realize that yeah. was happening. And then they grab Deke and then, like the Deke's people like grab him, take him off the stage. Yeah. The 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 bass men bust into the armor car, take something out of it, get in and then start running. Oh shit. So, Murray. Regrettably it's car chase I ain't seen to him. Yeah. It's a triple chase because we get the meat wagon, we get the armored car driven by Deek and well Deek ain't driving he's in it with his one of his cronies yep. and then Coffin and Gravedigger. Yeah. So we're watching them chase each other through
3: town. Uh it, it was kind of weird because like Deke is not uh Deke's driver's not allowing them to pass. So yeah. that was
1: kind of weird. Well, because yeah, you didn't want them getting the money.
3: Okay, that's yeah, yeah. and they probably didn't realize they were police
0: or
1: something. No, they, I think they know, they know that Coffin and them are, are onto them. Okay. So they're like, I don't know why they're crazy enough. If they know that, and they know Coffin will shoot a motherfucker for just looking at him the wrong way. Yeah. I don't know why they're trying to antagonize them by that's, ramming their car into what, him. Even,
3: okay, we're 15 minutes, not even, we're like 10 minutes in the movie, and I've already established that about Coffin and Gravedigger, right. and yet these guys are fucking with him. So I was like,
1: oh, well, clearly Deke's well, working with them. they need, they want to get the money back because if, if uh, Coffin and Gravedigger catch them, it's going to be confiscated, and then they're not going to be able okay. to get their money. That so, makes that makes some sense. Yeah. So while this whole chase scene is going on,
3: we have all these crazy scenes happening. Uh, yeah, I think
1: Ozzy Davis is from the same school of car chases we are, where he's like, i got to spice this shit up. because There's no point in just having these tires
3: screeching. The most amazing
1: thing is we're in New York City, and there's no traffic. That's Zero. Yeah.
3: yeah, no one had a car. But we we get, uh the only scene that really comes to mind right now for me is you get a, a gentleman who's looking to buy some furs from a kindly young tailor. Yeah, the guy he's selling he's selling mink coats on a creek corner. <laughs> he's got he got a hanger. He's got like a, like a magnet or the, yeah, it's like, like an old Jewish guy. Yeah, he's got the glass and the tape around. There's his this, no, it's
1: this lovely lady. We talking about gentleman. This lovely lady oh, is like yeah, looking at the me. wares. And the the the, the, the mink seller, I don't know if they, they're called furriers. Yeah, furrier. He, he's like distracted it. by the, the car by, yeah. And as, soon as he turns around, the lady rips off the wig. It's fucking RuPaul, guys. And he grabs the fucking mink and <laughs> takes the fuck off.
3: <laughs> then around the corner, like, this is kind of cool how they did this because it was like you see this scene, and then you see the cars break through the scene and how everyone reacts to it. So then we go around another corner, and we watch another scene of... Uh, a the, gentleman who looks... Addicted to drugs? Not the drug man. Okay. I'm talking about the lady man. Okay. And he sees a couple good-looking, uh, three good-looking good ladies. Good old, huh? And he's like, I have the agility and the endurance to
1: take all these ladies to pleasure talk He's tonight. like, I'm going to meet you the fuck out of these
3: ladies. He, he's like, I've been watching Tim Murray. Ramon... Ra- Ramon the Pool Man's <laughs> porn
1: tapes all day. I, I know... Did, you have been watching my work. My character's <laughs> was, his name was Ramon.
0: Well, you said that.
1: No, I didn't. I never said Ramon.
0: Yeah, no, I did, you <laughs> I did not. I did not. Check get, the tapes. I get <laughs> anyway. You're
1: losing it. <laughs> you're losing it because I didn't say that. I said Ron Jeremy played me. <laughs> Okay. These the listeners know I'm right. So yeah, he's checking out. He's macking on, as the kids say. These three lovely young ladies—they're having none of it. They're just ignoring the shit. Meanwhile, there's a gunfight going on because, <laughs> like, fucking Coffin's like, I gotta shoot. It's been like five hours since I've shot this gun off. it has been five minutes because he shot the gun off at the fucking rally. Yeah, and so he starts fucking shooting. And it's like the guy—he's so hung up on these ladies. He doesn't know his bullets are flying right past the him. the bullets. He gets backed
3: up to a telephone pole, and the bullets are taking his hat off and like doing the out, like the cartoon outline of his body. And he just doesn't care. He's still just like, ladies, 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 come on, Ramon, I got the moves, I got the elbow, I got the, I got the, I got, the I
0: got the perfect puncture.
1: And these ladies are so fine that they even distracted Gravedigger because mm-hmm. he. Runs into a, a watermelon cart that just has to be crossed. You're gonna the skip street. over your drug guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Was okay, guy who's high on weed <laughs> that almost gets run over. Yeah. So they hit a watermelon cart, and black guy rode and directed this people. So yeah. this isn't racist. <laughs> and uh, so all it is now is Deke chasing the meat wagon. Yeah, and they are
3: just fucking taking corners at eighty miles an hour, and their meat wagon and a
1: gold armor. Vehicle, whatever the fuck it was supposed to be. Well, while that's going on, though, we get a nice scene of a painter painting. He's the, we we meet we low boy and our man early riser from earlier in the movie, the pickpocket. Yeah. Low boy is his like his uh, what's the name for like a straight man in like a, the mm-hmm. con game? I can't remember. I don't. I don't know. But um, uh, he's trying to distract this little old lady by painting a picture. He's like, no, 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 no look. don't look, don't yeah, look, yeah. The audio lip sync for this is really bad. Yeah. And early riser, meanwhile, is cutting. Because apparently this lady, she's from Harlem. She knows, you know, got to hide your fucking purse. Yeah. So she's got her purse, like, in her underwear. I don't know. It's, like, up under her dress.
3: <laughs> she had, like, a gun strap, for, uh, like, around her thigh. But it had her, uh, like, purse in it.
0: Or wallet. Early, so
1: early riser, he's, like, snipping her dress away. And, he's, like, and then fucking low-key low boy is, like, distracting her. And she notices because they get, the car is run by. Yeah, and she looks back. And she notices it. She like beats the guy over the head with a purse. Yeah, takes and off early, while that's happening. The meat wagon opens up and a bale of cotton just flies out the back of the meat wagon. Yeah, takes it
3: takes that corner real fast and then fucking so fast it
1: hits early riser.
3: Early riser runs out in the road because he's running away from the old lady because he's got the wallet. Right, and yeah, he get he get he gets hit and. uh Five thousand feet, in the air. <laughs> similar to our Milton earlier. He just goes it flat. hits a trampoline. The best part is, is later on, Lowboy even mentions my boy flew four thousand feet into the air and there was no one there. The, where were the young bucks? Where was Omega?
1: Yeah, there's nobody milling around. Like <laughs> just happened to catch. be standing
3: around yeah. to catch him. So yeah, fucking, it's looking grim. It's looking grim right. for early riser. He didn't rise early early bird got the struck by a vehicle
1: today. Yeah. Yeah. And uh the meat truck loses control, crashes. The fucking armored car rams right into it. Yeah. And uh I guess everybody the the uh mass men get away. Yeah. And uh finally I guess what happens They uh well we get Deek's van that like explodes. Okay.
3: And uh, that's when we finally just cut over. We just after we see like the we see the cotton go, we see early riser get struck by oh. the
1: vehicle. Yeah, they so yes, yeah, so the boys they crash their car so they're like, "Well, okay, we're not going to catch Dig. Where is he going to be at?" Mm-hmm. Well, I know the shaky fox on the side. Oh well, my god. Iris, let's go check mm-hmm. her out. Yep. They show up at her apartment, just barge right the fuck in. Yeah, they don't even knock three times. They. She's wearing some crazy chainmail, mail like
3: dress. She's got some kind of Egyptian look going on here. She's got like the. I slit. thought it was like a Klingon type outfit. It was some weird ass shit. it, it, you, it could be Klingon meets <laughs> Egyptian because she had like a dress on, but it was like the sides weren't there. It was just like a front piece. It was uh, kind of like a elongated cocksmock,
1: but made out of metal.
3: Well, she had the silky yeah, she, part, yeah, but then she, she had, had a metal piece going down her th- yeah, the like, side of yeah, her thigh. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, a lot of a lot she of she had like things. a
1: chainmail top, like a silk dress. Yeah, and then like yeah, like this leg thing. Yeah, don't worry, everybody. It she was takes, very she was larping. Basically, she, she takes it off later. Yeah,
3: if that's what you're here for to hear us describe <laughs> sex scenes for you,
1: oh boy. And so they just barge right in, fucking good cop bad cop immediately. <laughs> fucking
3: good cop, nonchalant cop, more <laughs> like it. <Basically. laughs>
1: so, like, uh, they're like, Hey, where's Deke? So I don't know who the fuck Deke is. And, like, oh, really? And then, like, a grave digger just goes over the closet, opens up these some fucking fly ass This jacket would look <laughs> amazing on you. And he's like, I, I can't afford this on a cop's pay. Oh, my, my poor cop's pay
3: won't pay for this. And besides, I think these jackets are too small for me.
1: All kinds of fun with the jacket. They're just- and they're like, why do you have all these men's clothes? Like, all right. Yeah, I'm fucking Deke. Yeah, all right. of course he is. But I don't know where he is. And then she goes to get a drink. And then and Cotton says something to her. I'm not Cotton. Coffin. Coffin, <laughs> Coffin says something to her. And yeah, she just- Co- Coffin's like, you better speak up
3: now. I'm not fucking around here. Do you see how pissed I am? He might be two <laughs> weeks away from
1: retirement. Yeah. <laughs> the way he talking. And she... Well, you should do this for fire, but you shouldn't do this for a coffin. You don't throw water on it. She yep. just throws the drink in his face. He immediately slaps the shit out of her. So she falls over next to a
3: chair where uh, Gravedigger just <laughs> happens to be sitting, <laughs> leg crossed, and he's just like, look. Look, I man. Don't, look, man. Pussy I, might make you angry. <laughs> I don't agree with the method, methods, but I don't stop the man.
1: So no, let's, he, does, he does stop it because he fucking... He slapped her first. He had a fist <laughs> the next
3: Oh one. yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely, he yeah. definitely sued the situation. But, but he was just. It, this was the good cop bad cop because it was like, right. let's just go ahead and get a soft detail out of you. And I, I can't remember what they get out of her. They get something I don't from think, her. No, I don't think they get anything. They're just like. I thought. I thought they got some. Oh, you know what it is? Is uh, I wrote the name down because I'm gonna forget it. Jerima. Who, who he is shows,
1: our... He shows up. Yeah, he comes knocking at the like, door. He's like this a patrolman. Yep, white goofy white guy, and he walks in. I thought first, I thought it was Ken Howard from the White Shadow, which is black enough for me because mm-hmm. the White Shadow was a story about a guy, a white guy that coached a black, went to like a black like neighborhood and coached a black team. Okay, okay. But uh, yeah, he's the thing about that. He's just a goofy ass looking white boy, and there he's like, hey man. We've got alert word. We found the car, the armored car. Yep, the car
3: crash we just saw. We don't know what happened. Anybody in it? So,
1: yeah, so he's like, they, uh, "The lieutenant wants you guys down there," and uh, they're like, "All right, well, whatever you do, you watch this one. She's a stone cold fox. Stone cold fox.
3: Keep your eye on her. Don't let her try any funny business on you, because no. she's gonna try funny business on you." And he's like, oh, "I can do that." Well, Gee Willikers, guys, I could do that. It's goofy. It's yeah. goofy. It's a big white guy. <laughs> and so,
1: yeah, so they go back to the, the crash scene. Yeah, we go, we go, we follow them in the crash scene. Lieutenant there. I think his name is Addison. Lieutenant Addison, I think it was. Uh, Bryce. No, oh. B- Captain Bryce. Captain Bryce and Lieutenant Addison. Yeah. Bryce is the racist. Addison. I think he's going to be our good our, one of the good be, ones. This year. He's he's our good one this week. One of the good ones. Well, we decide one good white person in each movie, and this is the one because he believes in these two guys because they get shit done. Yeah, he's
3: he's trying to kind of play it both ways. He loves them, but he also tries to follow the rule book. He's
1: probably two months away from retirement, and he's want to fuck his pension off.
3: That might so. be up. That might be
1: up. So, so they're looking over a fucking early riser laid out dead. Oh, poor early riser. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Gravedigger, he goes up to the uh, meat wagon and he's like, hmm, he sees some little bit of cotton there. Yeah. And he's like, this is some fucking grade A cotton. Yeah. This ain't that shit you put in like your fucking pill bottles on the top of it. This yeah. is some sweet ass Mississippi cotton. And of course, Lieutenant's like, I don't care about the cotton.
3: What's going on with this? seen what who's motivated by it? it's probably those
1: militants it's always those fucking militants and then Co- coffin goes no this ain't their style no no not at and all and he's like well how maybe the mafia because deke did sell them out deke sold out the mafia you can't get away with that kind of shit and they're and, like well that that that's a good that's a good
3: lead maybe but coffin he immediately starts just digging into deke he's like Deke's up to something. We got to get to the bottom of this because he's fucking doing something.
1: And this is when the captain chimes in. What is it with you people? And then fucking, as always, Gravedigger, what do you mean, you people? you people? And he's like, this guy's trying to do good for your you people, and you're just giving him shit. And then Coffin's like, I know this motherfucker. He's full of fucking shit. And he's, you know, he's like,
3: but everybody needs hope, so you got to believe in the man. And coffin.
1: Or, uh, That's exactly gra- where Obama came up with the hope. Online. That must be it. Yeah.
3: Gravedigger comes up with the best rebuttal to him. He's like, oh, okay. So I have the uh, arc to Africa, you know, slip right here. So how much will you be donating to his cause today?
1: And he just shuts him down. Like, mic drop. Captain is just like, what do I even do but build the wall? He just goes, harumph. Harumph. And walks
3: off. it's do your job. So G and C find, they know Early Riser, and they know
1: he's always paling around with? Low boy. Low boy. So they're like, we got to find a low boy. Yep. Well, where does he usually hang out?
3: Well, we, we we think it's like a a club or something. I don't know. We just get a cut. Of it
1: was, yeah, it was like, a, I think it was a bar.
3: We we get a cut of them walking to well, a bar. Well, before that,
1: we go back. We're like, what happened to that fucking cotton that we just saw earlier? Well, our boy Uncle Bud found the cotton. Oh. Uh-huh and he goes he and just so happens that little old lady was uh was getting robbed earlier walks by says excuse me you big dummy no. he's like can you help me? You're a nice Christian woman. She's like, I am a nice Christian woman. That's why I'm gonna tell you to fuck off.
3: Yeah, yeah. She she turned from zero to sixty on uh, a dime there.
1: And then she turns around, and then you can see her, her dress all cut up from early riser shit. Little little comic relief there. But we know that <laughs> Uncle Bud has the cotton right now. Yeah, and he's that. like a scrape. He's like, he lives in like a shack on the pier. He so, really? Yeah, so he's he living does. hand to mouth, so he finds some shit, he sells it. So he's like, he's like. I made it big time. I'm going to I'm going to make some big money off of this bale of cotton cuz this is some grade A Mississippi cotton. He
3: knows it's good cotton. Hey, yeah, he cuz he picked
1: cotton he as a picked kid. He
3: knows it. He knows it from experience. So, yeah, like you said yeah, go so, back. Yeah, so and we're going
1: you're going talking about bad uh sound. There's when they're like talking they're walking in. They're told their mouth isn't moving at all. It's totally like right. Added. It's a
3: scene, uh, uh, a scene where it's like shot overhead, so you barely even see their mouths, but you can. No, see when it they're
1: not. when they're walking in the door, okay. they're talking to each other, but their mouths aren't even moving. Gotcha.
3: It was obviously just added in later. So we see it's a very cool. It's very noir scene. They got the cool ass hats on. Well, coffee or a gravedigger has cool ass hat on. But yeah, they just walk straight in, and you're like, oh. Where are they going? They go into the ladies' bathroom. You're like, where the fuck are they going? And then they have, like, a secret light that they pull on, and then, like, yes. a door opens, and next thing you know, they're up uh, They're up in, like, a secret attic room, and they just, they don't, they they don't knock.
1: I mean, they knock, but they, they do a knock to. when they open the door. They do knock. They knock with their gun. They knock with, <laughs> they knock with their gun. And usually in a Steven Seagal movie, people will be putting cocaine in, like, black baggies. No. It's true, yeah. These are some people that are, the black people that are teaching other black people so heal because they're getting ready to go to fucking Africa yeah. on Deco Mali. I think some of the militants were here. And everything. I don't know what this was. This I, was I,
3: a, a hodgepodge I, of everything. Yeah. There's talk boards, <laughs> there's like learning, there's Glenn Becks for some reason.
1: <laughs> everything was crazy in this room. And it gets crazier because as soon as they're about to, uh, Coffin's—he's like, "I haven't slapped somebody in five minutes." Yeah. He's about to slap somebody. A kung fu guy, karate guy, just <laughs> jumps out of a fucking room. He goes, "What?" And then uh, I think Gravedigger Digger just beats his ass, like puts a gun to his head. Yeah. And he's like, "What are we
3: doing here?" And the guy's like, "I'm just trying to teach Swahili." And he calls him a curse word in Swahili, and Gravedigger Digger just responds in Swahili. And the guy's like, "What did you?" Where did you learn Swahili? Where, where did you learn those dirty Swahili <laughs> words? Why don't you
1: ask your mother? Ooh, mic drop. He's just dropping the mic constantly. That's what That's what Coffin's there for, to pick it up, to give it back to him. Yeah. Because he's dropping it that's so much. Good. That's, the one, I, that's they, the
3: one thing that does test uh, Coffin's patience, is <laughs> yeah. picking up that mic. He's right. like, God damn it, that was that's good. Why, that's probably why that's he's so
1: angry. angry. That's good. And, but they do give them the location of uh, Lowboy, do Yeah, they? apparently these guys knew Lowboy, which seems right. weird to me that they would know, but maybe well, Lowboy. Yeah, you know, these guys know. in your neighborhood, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, okay. So, yeah.
3: We got to check in on Iris, who is, uh, of course, hanging out with uh Jerema. Jerema. I had a right there. And
1: she, 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 keep in mind, guys, she's Stone Cold Fox. She's Stone Cold Fox. We
3: learned that. And she's already wearing like a seductress. Uh, seductive, sedu- sedu- <laughs> Seductive. Seductive. Uh chain link mail I mean Klingons
1: this, we get boners from this. This is how hot it is. This might have
3: even kind of inspired uh Commando. What's his name from Commando? Uh, oh, Bennett? Yeah. Could be.
1: Could be. And uh, even though that wasn't chainmail he we was wearing. Yeah, that's right. It was like <laughs> yeah. a knit vest. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it was weird. Poor man's chain mail. <laughs> so weird. And he uh, she's hot, I'll say that much. Oh my so God, yeah. she is like totally using her feminine wiles on him. Because she needs to get out and let Deke know that you know they're looking for him. Yeah. So he's like, Le- leave me alone. Yeah.
3: She's she's hitting him with some hard f words, and we're not talking about fuck. <laughs> yeah.
1: She's like, what ca- are you uh, a homosexual? Can you see way. the vagina for the dick trees? Uh, no. Yeah. Okay. I, that's that's my thing. Okay. And uh, <laughs> and he's just like, I can fuck him, a man. And she's like, Oh, please. She's like, I'm gonna take a shower. I'll be there. And she gets totally naked. Yeah. And he's like, Dang, he's just like sweating, she pulling at his the, collar. She
3: shuts the door and he's like peeking in it nonstop. <laughs> just like oh, I'm man. just making, making sure you don't get a gun. I'm making
1: sure there's not too much fog in here, so you know And she's like, Look, let's fuck, all right. But you're an ugly motherfucker. Yeah, you're gonna put a bag so, on So I'll fuck you, but you gotta put a bag on your you head. Gotta put a bag on it. And she goes and grabs a bag. And he you know, he has s- some self respect. So he's just he's like insulted by it. He's like, Give me that bag. I'm not fucking you with a bag on your head. No. And then she's like she's like, ah ha she's just laughing. She's just playing this motherfucker. I mean, she went to grab the scissors and he was like, Stop!
3: That's a weapon. I'm gonna murder you right here on the spot. Stay in my ground. Stay on my ground. Stand on my ground. Stand
1: in my ground. Stand on my ground. Stand in my ground. Stand in my ground. And but fortunately Dream is such a moron They don't even allow him To have a gun So he's not gonna kill anybody
3: Oh that wasn't a gun I don't know I'm just saying I thought, I thought it looked I like a bagel I making
1: was making a joke He's yeah. an idiot And so <laughs> She gets in the shower And she gets out And she's putting on Like a negligee And she's just like Look Let's just fuck What are we doing here And he's like well, I I can't argue with that. So he gets naked. Did you notice like he he he, he as soon as he was going to show his dick he turned the lights off. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I like, this,
3: this we talk about Burlesque later in the movie. <laughs> this was a beautiful burlesque move. And of course, before she tur- he turns the uh, the light out. She throws
1: that paper bag yeah, at right. him, she's like, like, "Don't forget this, because yeah. I can't stomach your." And
3: so hands. he puts it on, <laughs> and then yeah, you get the near dog shot. Yeah,
1: well, no, because he's embarrassed, because you know yeah. she's she used to meeting with big dick black guys, apparently, and yeah. so he's like, "I don't have anything here," so. He turns the lights off, gets in bed. She immediately spit slaps him, leaps out, runs out of the apartment. He runs out after, doesn't know that, you know, the door locks when you go out. Yep. So he's totally naked with a bag on his head. And everybody in the hooking apartment building comes out because they're making all this noise. He yep. start immediately looking at his small dick, laughing and shit. <sighs> You can't he can't get back in. It's this Jerima you so, idiot. Where is Iris going to? Well, we'll find out
3: in a minute. But first we gotta check in with Deke, who I, 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 I think I figured this out. This is John, his bodyguard who died earlier? His yes. wife Mabel. Wife Mabel. <clears throat> and so he's helping to make funeral arrangements and he's recruiting. But he's Mabel. not
1: he's not really. Yes, he said, like you said, he's recruiting her. He's yeah. he just uses people. He
3: does. Absolutely. And so he's recruiting her to be his eyes and ears and go around town because he needs to lay low for now. He's got the mafia after him after all. So he uh, quietly makes a deal with her and uh, is just going to be kind of hanging out here.
1: Well, yeah, he's like, I can't leave. They're, They're wrongly accusing me. Of shit. I need you to be my eyes and ears. Can you do that for me, sister? Yeah. And she's just like, you can tell she probably was into him beforehand. So she's just like, yes. She I'll. she is really into him, man. Well, he's got power. He's got charisma, dude. He really does. He's, he's got a season, 1970s Obama. He, come on, that fucking that fa- vampire cape. <laughs> the Dracula yeah. cape. Yeah, he's like, I, I will fuck you with my vampire cape, Bob. I was kinda, And that was, he's like, sold. Yeah. So she like goes, I'll check out, see what's going on.
3: So uh you know we finally got grave uh and coffin. They're finding
1: oh, what's his name? Lowboy. Low Lowboy Low he's at like some fucking crack den place. Like this like closet size. It's probably costs probably nowadays in New York it probably costs 10 grand a month for it this. It would
3: absolutely and they'd say it's
1: rustic New York. <laughs> yeah. And it just it's just piss and shit everywhere. It's like as always coffin disgusted. And they find uh Lowboy and he's just he's He's, the spirits have got he's, him. He's detoxing, yeah. dude, because... <laughs> he's got because, chocolate bars everywhere, <laughs> yeah. orange juice. No, but if he did, he'd be doing all right. <laughs> he'd be doing all he, right. And, like, and like, so that's probably, uh, like, Grave Digger's like, look, tell us, tell us what's going on. You'll get all the chocolate and all the orange juice you need.
3: I brought a couple bars and a couple uh, boxes r- right here.
1: And he's like, i gonna kill my man. Fucking Easy Rise.
3: Did you see who did it?
1: And he's like they were white then. Uh,
3: how how did you know they were white? You said they were wearing outfits and masks. masks.
1: They ran like Stevenson oh! ah! Sensei?
3: Yeah. That motherfucker. We told him never to come back to Harlem. The
0: arms were flailing everywhere and, <laughs> uh,
1: and then they go, Okay, that's a good lead. Here's a candy bar, shut the fuck up. They take off.
3: Uh so grave and coffin they start contemplating. Why would
1: Deke sell out the mob?
3: He's like, that's a death
1: sentence. You that's, don't yeah. fuck with the mob.
3: So we're going to go ahead and join back up with Naked Iris running around uh, she the had, street. She doesn't she, yeah. she does have, yeah, she grabbed that in it's her very way. very sheer, though. Oh, very. Everyone's turning their heads. And uh, she goes to the Apollo. This is where uh, our big climax is going to be later on. But for now, she's just heading in here because she, she knows everybody here. And well, I
1: think she, didn't she? Cuz Mabel goes to the church, Deek's church, and she spots the white guys hanging out in the front. Or is it no, I think Iris does. Iris goes to the church first. She sees that was oh. a white guy and then she goes to the Apollo cuz she, cuz she figured Deek would be there first, you know. Interesting. So you see this this white guy who he's dressed like a, a a Black Panther. He's got the black leather jacket with a black beret on. That's right. That yeah. was Calhoun. Calhoun yeah. We don't know that now. We, we do We just see some white guys. It's a couple white guys. Very suspicious. And so she's like, oh, fuck. Okay. So she goes to, shows up at the Apollo Theater because yeah. she needs some clothes because she's half damn naked. Yeah. And she bumps into our friend Billy, who's a burlesque dancer. Yep. And uh, Barry, who's Deke's like, right-hand man, who I want to point out, played Sweet Daddy on Good Times. Very who, good. Who was the pimp who ran like the neighborhood <laughs> the Evans lived in. But uh, she's just like, burlesque. It's just not black enough for me. I need something that represents my people, not this feathers and all this glitter and shit. And he's like, baby, you'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. And uh, Iris shows up. She's like, girl, I need a dress. And she's like, all right. And she's like, what have you been up to? And I think she fills her in on some shit. Yeah,
3: it's just some and, shit. And like,
1: Barry's like eavesdropping. He's hearing some shit.
3: Yeah, that is exactly what Barry would be doing. He's trying to get more info. But we're gonna go ahead and check back in. We talked about how Barry's Deek's main guy. So, what's Deek been up to with Mabel? Well, Deek's like he just got. I, out I gotta a seal. The,
1: shit. I gotta seal the deal. So he makes sure to take his shirt off. You know, yeah. Mabel's coming back. He,
3: he pretended to take a shower. He's got all the steam billowing out. You know, and he's got his shirt off and. And she's like, oh, my lord, the vapors. The t- the, the very tasteful amount of peck jelly applied. Right, tastefully done.
1: Just the right amount. And she's like, please, put on my husband's robes. I can't look at your sexy body. Oh, my god. And he's like, whatever you say, sister. And she's like, I went over to your church. There were some white guys hanging out. They say they're offering a reward for a bale of cotton. You know anything B- about that? Bale of cotton in Harlem? Well, yeah. he knew about it, but yeah. <laughs> and... Then, does Iris show up, right?
0: Yeah,
3: this is where Iris shows up.
1: Because Mabel makes her move. Yeah, she's
3: like, now or never. Yeah. And Deke is trying to resist it at first, but then he's just like, God, I, (laughs) Jesus, what you did to me is wrong. (laughs) I have to fuck this woman now? And
1: God, I want to. But just know I'm disappointed in you. He starts making out with her. It's just that he's about to lay the dick. (laughs) <laughs> Fucking Iris barges in I don't know how she knew she'd be at Mabel's But she knew
3: I don't know how everybody knows how to do the secret <laughs> knock Where you knock
1: once as you're opening the door And just in And she's like what the fuck He's like "It's not what it looks like And then I, doesn't he like fuck uh, fuck over Iris Like I don't know who this woman is He does some kind of <laughs> shit like that But he's pissed off Iris is furious She's a hothead guys Mm-hmm. And she's like, "I'm gonna kill you, motherfucker! I'm gonna kill this bitch too." And then she's like, Who "You call him bitch!" And the women start fighting. And fuck
3: oh it. shit, I thought it was more like one of those stage chair moves where it's like they go to hit the tag part. You know, they go to hit the rival, and then the rival r- steps out of the way. And and they it the might tag have partner. been that
1: because uh, Iris will cut a bitch, and if she don't have a knife, she'll grab the first thing available. Yeah, and she grabs. There's a model of Black Beauty, the ship yeah. they're gonna use for Africa. What on, like, would you say that was made of? It's either plutonium or titanium adamantium, I don't know adamantium, and she grabs it. I, you might be right, I don't remember she might have been swinging for Deke, but she hits Mabel in the yeah, head right across the head and uh fucking then it fuck you think he was coughing like uh possessed deke He immediately punches the shit out of fucking iris, knocks her out, and then then our boys. Uh Gravedigger and Coffin are, are start pounding on the door. If like we hear so we don't know it's them, but they it, spoiler alert, it's them. You yeah. just hear some pounding on the door. So Deke hightails it out the fucking fire escape. Yeah. Takes off.
3: So we join in with Dig, and somehow time has lapsed or something, but he is waiting at a car and it just happens to be waiting for
1: Well they they need to talk to the mafia. Yes. So they know that the the, the the Uncle Tom black guy f- from Harlem who's allowed to run the Harlem crime scene for Mafia okay. is Casper Brown.
3: Okay. So they're waiting at Casper Brown's car. Yeah. And they, of course, hit him with the line, take me to your white boss man. And he's trying to play it cool. Like, I don't know what you talk about. Why don't we take these ladies for a good time? And he's like, you might want to let your ladies trot for a little while, and we're going to drive over to your white boss man. And they get their way because... Well, uh, Dig always gets his way. Wait, right. this. Yeah, this was Dig. Yeah. And yeah. so. Because uh,
0: Cotton,
1: as luck would have, was at, I guess this is this, a Chinese restaurant where I guess the mafia, like, runs their shit through. So we see. I don't. Did I you loved could, this touch, though. It's always. The mafia's
3: always in an Italian restaurant. They have right. them hanging out in, like. A, Not only is
1: he in a Chinese restaurant, he's like, this Mugu, sh- Mugu Pai is shit. Yeah. Cooked me some better. He knows the Chinese food better than the Chinese people. Absolutely. I didn't. Did he have a name? He's just Don. I don't know what. I didn't word. catch his name. We'll just call him the Don. Call him Don. And he's a shriveled up little old white guy. And this uh, kind
3: of shocked me though because they arrived there and Coffin was already yeah. waiting. I thought this was some kind of move where like they didn't know where he was, but it was a double think, power play because they right. fucking
1: knew where he was. They needed an invitation, I think. I maybe, don't know. maybe. And uh, so yes, yeah, so the Digger shows up with Casper. And they're like, look, man, were you behind this whole fucking uh, assassination attempt on D? Because we know he fucking, he fucking stooled on you guys. Yeah. And then like, Don's like, ah. <laughs> We wanted that to happen. Yeah. We gave him information so we could keep some boys in line. Yeah, we did that to write off you know some of our taxes. We you know? got nothing against Deke. Apparently all the white people in the fucking this movie love Deke and all the black people are on to how full of shit he is. Yeah, it's interesting. They're like, We love Deke, he's great. And so uh what does anything else happen in this scene?
3: I I don't think so. They it was very it just weird. They they this is where we get well the we learn
1: that the mafia is not involved. That's exactly basically what this
3: exactly I was gonna say. We get the tidbit that the mafia has a connection. The mafia dis- like was giving them breadcrumbs
1: basically. Because yeah, he's like. Because they're like eighty-seven grand is missing. It's like, I make that shit in an hour here. Yeah. Like, why I'm would the- I fuck all this shit up and have a race riot start for eighty-seven grand?
3: And by the way, eighty-seven grand is going to be a number thrown around a lot going forward, <laughs> yes. like everything. Exactly. Here's a parking ticket, eighty-seven grand.
1: And so they're like, shit. I guess we're just
3: okay. So we can chalk off the mafia. They. I like how they break away from the scene though, because they've kind of hit a dead end. What do they do with this information that? The mafia gave them that information. They So they got to go think for a minute, and what are we going to do
1: in the interim? Like, Well, we got to know what's going on with that fucking cotton. Wait, what is going on with the cotton? Well, I'm glad you asked, Griff, because Uncle Bud, he's at uh, Honest Abe Goodman's junk uh, yard. I guess this guy will buy anything. Anything, man. And he's just like... He's like, yo, this is some great Mississippi cotton. He's, he's, just, he's just hammering home that Mississippi cotton. He's thing. got
3: all the details. He's like, you could tell this was grown in a third quarter summer wind. Oh, oh my God. And third you know what? Third
0: quarter summer wind. I don't know what that means. The
3: peak temperature never rose <laughs> t- above 100. And that's when you get the perfect billy and cotton. And honestly, it's
1: like, what do I know about cotton? I'm a Jewish stereotype. I'll give you twenty five. Twenty five dollars, you big dummy!
3: It was like cents on the pound or something.
1: And he's like, "That's worth at least fifty dollars." I ain't going
3: any lower than thirty. Well, I ain't going any higher than twenty.
1: And, then, and I, you're right. He lowballed him. He said ten dollars. Yeah. And they green on twenty five And then
3: oh, they yeah. after they both say, I'll go no higher than twenty, I'll go no lower than thirty, light bulbs go off and these two this is so awesome. Like they respected each other. They were haggling. Well you can
1: tell they've had a relationship. Exactly. Like, yeah.
3: They're haggling for the fun of it. Like they're it's like they're just having so much fun. It's like a good debate. There's a mutual respect. It there absolutely is. And so twenty five, they spit shake on it and they're like all right, you dummy! I'm taking your twenty five bucks. To get out
1: of here. So, uh, uh, Uncle Bud, he goes back to his little shack. He lives on the, the on the warts. It's the
3: coolest shack. Like I would love to live
1: here. It was pretty big for in the fucking New York. But pretty, but it's fucking M-
3: Murray Murray Murray. It's essentially on the docks. Mm.
1: So you know some bad shit's gonna happen.
3: There's no way anything goes gonna happen here. You well,
1: know. you're right because trouble up, comes a knocking. Fucking Calhoun. We learned Calhoun, the guy that was in the front of Deke's uh, church, the the black uh, got the black beret wearing white guy shows uh, up uh,
3: early in my notes before I knew his name was uh, Calhoun. He just was Gestapo. Man, that
1: fits. And he's just like, hey, you know anything about this bale of cotton? Cotton? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything. Cotton in Harlem? What are you talking about? I I, I got
3: a fucking uh-huh. clue. And Calhoun hits him with a second question that stumps Bud. And he I think it was, are you sure? And Cotton is, or uh, Bud is rattled by that. So he just darts back into his house and shuts the door. Right. And he's got all these exposed windows and everything. So Calhoun's like looking in there <laughs> like, hey, come out. I see you.
1: He goes back over to the door where – Barry emerges. Barry, Deeks' right-hand man. Shows. What so. is Barry doing here? Well, he's I, he's there for like well, he, he's there to run off Calhoun. He's like, you think you need to get to stepping, motherfucker?
3: Yeah. He Calhoun lays down his whole case, and he's like, "Is that black enough for you?" <laughs> and that scares the fuck out. <laughs> if a black man said that to me, I'd be
1: terrified too. <laughs> well, it works. He runs off, and then so now is this where Barry finds out about the the, the cat? And I guess he, yeah, I guess. He, had to set all his men out look for this cotton i don't know why the money's in cotton to begin with it just fits the title of the fucking movie Cotton. well
3: at know. this point he learned you know barry learns that bud sold it to abe yes that's so right. barry's got to take that information over to
1: deke to let him know we got go now to did calhoun find out about this too i don't know how calhoun might have found out about okay. it okay because maybe, tailing, maybe they were tailing Deke. They, I don't know.
3: Everybody's tailing everybody
1: because they're that obvious yeah. about so their Deke intentions. So Deke goes back to the pool hall where like Deke runs his like, business, basically. Don't
3: worry. Seagal's not in the smoothies, so there's no action here. <laughs> no, there's, there's no broken no sticks. No hot dog
1: abuse. None of that shit. No hot dog abuse. Deke just shows up in his like, African robes. He's like, yo, man. Deke. We thought you were dead. And he's like, no, man. I was too black enough for death. There we go. And they're like, hey, I found out where that cotton is. Abe. Uncle Bud sold it for Honest Abe. Honest Abe Goodmans. And they're like, shit, good. We'll get it tonight. So we wait for the night to fall. We
3: already have Gravedigger and Coffin in position at the 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 junkyard. They're, like, up on some kind of balcony. Actually, Coffin's, like, on the ground. He, right. He's getting ready to get in position, and... Because
1: uh, he he likes to kill a motherfucker with his, his hands. He, wa- he, he wants, wants to strangle to a motherfucker.
3: Well, he always says, wait till you see the white in the rabbit's asshole, and then shoot him there. Something like that. Okay. That might have
1: not been perfect. Right. Nah, I don't know. What you, you seem disappointed, no. so I don't think I, it was right. I am. I am. I want to slap you like Coffin. And so, <laughs> yeah, so, but as always, fucking... Jedi Master at Grave Digger, he's he's got takes a high ground so he can just see like like a chest exactly. board. Got to have the high ground for he that. He sees
3: Deke's crew show up. Yup, and he's like, "Oh, Pastor, what are you doing here?" He's talking to himself. of Course, right. he's still zinging. No <laughs> one else is around. He's still zinging
1: him. It's and, like
3: vampire, a Dracula has arrived.
1: <laughs> and a and then our boy uh, coffin, he's positioning himself to nab Deke, and then. White guys show up Calhoun and his boys in are full on disguise. Right. And he's like, hmm, what's going on here? Hmm. And he's just like, fuck it. I'm going to set it all off. He had to have a flare gun for some reason. Well, yeah, he has a flare gun. And before he loads it up, then he says white shit's about to hit the black fan. And he, just, and he loves it, because he loves to see fucking Coffin unleashed.
3: I, I think that's what it has to be, because he's not in fear of Coffin's life. It's that horrible, overemphasized moment of the Watchmen movie.
1: You're not out there. You're in here with me, or whatever. Yeah, you're not locked up with... I'm not locked up with you. You're locked up with me. Yeah. And so he lights off a flare, and then all guns are blazing. Everyone's just shooting le- fucking is ecstatic. He's where he was born to be. Yeah. He's just firing in all directions. Dude is doing barrels.
3: He's fucking shooting people. He grabs another gun. And he's like,
1: <laughs> oh, my God, double firepower. And fucking Coffin's like, I got to get on this, too. So he starts shooting a flare gun at shit, blowing shit up. He's, yeah. There's like a, a barrel full of gasoline he blows up. So what we get to is we have a moment
3: where Coffin turns a corner, and he has Deke red-handed. And he's like, Pastor, what are you doing here at this hour? And you think, good, we got him. We're taking him downtown. No, because Calhoun throws a barrel. and Or no, he's I got a gun ready. Yeah. And Donkey uh, Kong
1: would have thrown a barrel.
3: Yeah, but, well, yeah. Uh, Gravedigger does throw a barrel that at Calhoun, which mis- makes a misfire. Okay. And that spooks everybody, so Deke gets away. Right. He does a cheap little chop. Does a Ric Flair chop across the coffin Whoa!
1: chest, and then runs away?
3: Yeah.
1: And uh, so the white fox and the black fox got away. The white fox yeah. and the black to fox use a metaphor. And then we get so we get the cops are all there, captains there, Next lieutenant's morning, there. I yeah. think it was was you it? Think it was still I at think night? it was still night. Yeah, because It might have still been night because they bump into Deke again. Yeah. Oh, well, you're right. It absolutely but, uh, was. It's so, like an hour later. Yeah, so Abe Goodman's there because it's his, it's his junkyard. And uh, he's just like, what? All of this for a bale of cotton? I don't have the cotton. I sold that. Fucking Uncle Bud came back and said, you know, I wanted it back. Wait a minute. He gave minute. me $50 for it.
3: He came and sold it to you for $25. Then he came back and bought it from you for
1: $50. I don't know these people. What do you mean, these people? And uh, but he's just like, they're like, hmm, that's, that's, that's interesting. Uh, I'm lost, so I'm killing them. <laughs> <laughs> Because so, Deke shows up somehow with yeah, caps around him. He, he has dressed himself back up, though, and he's like, "I don't know nothing about these white guys. How do you know they were white? How they were are wearing you masks. here right now. They were wearing masks What are you He's like Oh uh, Look over there And then They're like We ain't gonna fool for that Second time motherfucker We're bringing you in Yeah And like Captain's like He's an upstanding citizen We shouldn't bring him in We, Captain We know These people We know what he's capable He is black enough for us We know Bring him in Give us 24 hours All we need We'll crack this motherfucker So he relents I think Lieutenant intercedes And goes Look Captain these guys get results. Yeah. They'll beat the shit out of him, and we'll get a confession. Whether he did or not, who cares? We'll get a confession. We, we will get an answer. And the captain's like, I like the sound of that.
3: So we, we get the interrogation room scene. They don't do the classic Walker Texas text arranger, but they put the chair on. Do you want to go to jail for this long or this long? They just let Coffin do his thing, which is punching. And Deke's yelling about police abuse and everything and well he's not wrong but I don't know he's suspicious so maybe maybe intense interrogation but he's
1: not breaking he's like they found like a a lighter he had that was at the scene of the crime they're like why was this here I don't know nothing about that they didn't bring that out yet because it's not
3: until they bring in iris and iris is like that motherfucker
1: killed mabel with the I don't think she got killed she's in the hospital I didn't know what it was. She's but in the hospital, but she might die. She completely and puts this it is on. This, so this is where we learned the knocking at the door was Coffin and Gravedigger at the apartment. So they busted Iris, and she's ready to flip. She's like, fuck this motherfucker. It's two-time a motherfucker. He's like, baby, baby, you know, I wasn't doing nothing. I was giving her a back rub. That was all. And she's like, fuck you. You fucking hit that. But you, she's going to die. It's going to be on you. He's like, I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. And she's like, oh, really? Well, we got the weapon right here. Yeah. And he's like, fucking fingerprint it. My fingerprints are on there. I didn't do shit. Uh, and they're like, damn, you got us. Iris' Iris's fucking fingerprints are on here. So they leave, and they're
3: just like, we got to hold them for 24. It's all we need. Just got to have another 24.
1: It's shocking. This is the first time a white man's fighting for a black man's rights. He's like, we can't do that. Yeah. Captain is all dead. T- I was almost thinking, is the captain in on this, this shit? Is, this is still, like,
3: overnight, though, so the yeah. captain doesn't even know about it. So, Deke gets held in uh, in a cell, and we get the morning scene where we have uh, <clears throat> we uh, G&C find out about Gravedigger and Coffin find out about Bud, and he's, he's missing. Go to his shack. So, they go to his shack,
0: yeah. You see
1: there's some blood, everything's fucking all tore up, but guys live in phil this good this is normal every day yeah but there's blood and so
3: coffin th- finds of course the slip for you know the golden ticket
1: to africa and like abe gubb is like why would anybody do this for uncle bud everybody loves uncle bud yeah and they're like i don't know this doesn't look good so this is where we start to get back at the station next the day. Con- yeah was it the next day yeah, it was the next day. it was in the morning
3: yeah yeah i thought we were already in the morning yeah maybe i don't know time
1: and so yeah so we have a whole congregation they're walking a a procession of his like uh his congregation yeah they're like watching in the streets and people are like kind of joining as they walk by there's some crackheads who just want to steal some shit from these little old ladies and then they're like free dick three dick and like the captain lieutenant like holy shit they're gonna start rioting yeah (laughs) this
3: is how racist you know the captain bryce is he sees them Politely just saying, free Deke. They've got signs in their hands, and he's like, those look like guns to me. I better put on my SWAT gear, get my Panzerfaust out.
1: Okay. And, uh, yeah, but not only does his congregation show up, some people are pissed off that they think they got ripped off start showing up. That's where things get interesting. And then a guy with chicken shows up for some reason. It was weird. It was a very eccentric grip. And then some cowboys show up. What was with the cowboys? I have no idea. Some white guys just show up. They're, and then I'm, the militants show up. Everybody's at the fucking precinct. God damn. There is hell up in Harlem. So, and they're like, these are your people. Talk to them. <laughs> Gravedigger and Coffin Ned. So like, all right, we'll calm it down. They're used to this shit, they're they, used to doing all the work.
3: I think it was uh, Coffin hits him with the most inspiring speech. And Coffin is usually just spitting out teeth, blood, or chewing tobacco. So he doesn't really do it, you know. He's a man gra- of few words. Gravedigger does the talking. Right. So
1: Coffin actually hits him with a, with a couple lines here We may have broken some heads, but we have never broken a promise. Go home. And they, they know that's the truth, they mm-hmm. know these guys never lie. Yeah,
3: everybody knows the name Coffin and Gravedigger, and they know they're the most
1: truthful people. They might, you know, beat the shit out of you, but you're usually guilty when they do it. You're probably guilty. So we people, get we get all kinds of
3: infighting happening, though. Well, these
1: white guys—they're just trying to stir up some shit. They, they're working for Calhoun, I'm assuming. I ha- they have to be, and they're like free dick, they're like fuck you, white boy. We want our money. And the fucking captain, they put, they have like some metal like uh, shutters. They just close up the windows. Yeah. They're like hiding behind there, and, and then uh, they're like, fuck, I just uh, grave diggers <sighs> like I just had to have some firecrackers in my pocket. How about this? Will probably calm people down. Yeah, so he just lights
0: some firecrackers and throws it in a crowd.
3: Oh, we also have to mention they promised to get the eighty seven thousand dollars. Yes, yeah, so well,
1: yeah, he said. Yeah. broke his heads. So we we didn't never, say we've never broken a promise. Yeah, that's part of the promise. Right. We're gonna get. We did right.
3: But, yeah, so they're trying to now interrupt the fighting without yeah, yeah. fighting we themselves. To, we need to calm
1: this down. Throw some fire crackers into the f-
3: Yeah, Grapefinger throws out the firecrackers. And then Coffin's like, well, I got to run up that <laughs> shit. So it goes over to the chicken man who doesn't even just have chickens. There's some geese in there. And he's just grabbing all of them and throwing right. them into the melee. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, what the fuck is going? But the people yeah. are picking up the chickens. And they're just like.
1: Oh man! Animal therapy, dude. They can just your heart rate goes down. You pet an animal. That's that genius coffin. Genius.
3: You see, he does the uh, anti Segal thing here, though. He goes up to the man
1: who owned the chickens.
3: He pays him handsomely.
1: Yes. And then they go back in, and the fucking captain immediately starts chewing these guys out. You're off the fucking case. You're in too deep. And they're like, we're the only people who know what's going on. I don't give a shit. We want your gun and badge.
3: Yeah, the, the, he is reluctant to hold Deek for another twenty-four hours because, for some reason, he loves Deek, the captain. That is, he's, he's all about corruption. So he's like, "Let's let the corrupt." Well, go. the lawyer
1: shows up. His Deek's lawyer shows up. This is even before the
3: lawyer shows up, though. He's already ready to cave before the law even <laughs> steps on his neck. Car- the captain is just like, "Nope, get the fuck out of here." Uh, the, captain he, he, probably
1: has some like prostitutes peeing on him videos,
3: probably. Around. I think a lot of this was because of the eighty seven thousand dollar promise. He points that
1: out, but still, you know he has a personal issue. He's like, Yo, he's like, that's on you motherfuckers, okay? Yeah. We're washing our hands of this shit. Yeah. So yeah. you're off the case. That's it, guys. And while that's no, while it's going on, Gravedigger's just loading his gun for some reason. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what you always gotta be playing with that thing. Well, you make me a little nervous, sir. No, he's like, I've always been a little insecure.
3: Insecure, that's what it was. Ah. God, I lo I love this movie.
1: And so the lawyer shows up for Deke and he uses his magic, Jeffrey Figer.
3: Well, he says, I have word from the governor we need to release this man right
1: now. Wow, it's that high up. It's that high. It was and Deeks is playing in the crowd. He's got his little church ladies. They brought him some chicken and yeah, some pancakes. They, they let them all in, so, yep. And he's like, you know what? I'm feeling generous. Give some of that, that sweet lady over there. Iris is this fucking death stare. Oh, on, my you know. God. She didn't see through this shit. And he's just like, hey, here's my lawyer. Time to go. Yep. Iris, nice knowing you. Dershowitz, thanks for arriving. <laughs> it, yeah, the, that was actually how they released him. They said this is in the this is in the nation's good that Deke be released. We
3: need the Deke to be uh re re <laughs> I'm so bad at this. <laughs> then Anyways. Then drop it. So <laughs>
1: we ruined that.
3: So Deke He's free, man.
1: Barry and the crew, they're like, yo, man. Oh, no, these these two, the, another faction of black guys wearing red fezes show up.
3: Well, yeah, he walks out, and he's so, he's smelling
1: that He has his fucking cape back on. He,
3: yeah, they put the cape back around <laughs> him when he walks out. I think the lawyer, I think he threw that on there. He's like, I'll take you to Epstein Island if you want to go. And he's like, no, 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 I got other business to attend to. And sure enough, these men with fezes come out, and they're like, we got some information for you. He's like, I don't know, you gentlemen, so I'm not really interested in your information. They pull out a little nice little wad of cotton, and they're like, I am
1: interested in what you gentlemen have to say. So
0: huh. our boys,
1: uh, G&C, they're they they're stymied. They don't know what to do. And then, as always, Grave Diggers got the idea. Is like, you know what could really fix this? A stone-cold fox. Mm. And we know what that mm. means. That means iris. So he's like, we got to get her out somehow. We have got fucking Jerima; he's guarding the fucking the uh, the prison cells. Yeah. So what do we do? Go How do up. we pull one over on old Jerima? And like, I got an idea. Let's dress her up like a little old lady, and then take let her out and make it look like she just were not part of the congregation. Yep. And normally that wouldn't work on a person with average intelligence, but jerima we've learned, is an idiot. <laughs> so it works perfectly. Like, Iris is like, get, get away from me,
3: you won't go cracker. And he's like, hey, lady, get out of here. What are you doing here? What's wrong with your people? Of course, Gravedigger's sitting there loading his gun, just playing with it again, and he's just like, my people.
1: No, he doesn't do it that way. He doesn't like my people he does yeah, you know, right? he's like, my people <laughs> that's, just, that's all these crazy black folk I don't know and he just shrugs and walks off Wow, so
3: we got Calhoun we got Deke they're working together apparently
1: well we don't know that what we do know is Iris knows where fucking uh, that's right yeah I don't know how she knows, but she knows
3: well, she, she knows all about Deek's hideouts and everything
1: yes, she, but I don't know how she would know that Deek would be oh here. that fact
3: i oh yeah. no i mean she she already tried to go to that spot earlier, but Calhoun was there well yeah and you
1: know why so so that's she, her no because there's reaction. something she's looking for, remember that Deek has, which we'll get into in a minute, okay in a package in okay. his pocket. So I think she's going for that because she goes to the church, the Deke has, and some fucking James Bond shit going on. She just, like, turns the pulpit, and then a door opens up in the stage, and she sneaks down there. Our boys are just watching it. Yeah. They know what's going on. She goes in there. There's a door. You knock on like two spots. There, there's a pressure points that you push. In. There's some Indiana Jones shit going on. It there really was like is. some spears shooting through the Boulder hallway behind yeah. them. Yeah. But she eludes all of that, and she walks in and she sees the fucking Deke handcuffed to a chair, and she's ready to just kick him in the face. But our boy Calhoun's hiding behind the doorway, grabs her. They, t- they tie her up. Like, what do you yeah. know about this shit? You know, they're, they're just pulling at straws. They don't know where the fucking hay, the hay, the cotton is. So they, uh, she's like, look, I know exactly where this fucking cotton thing is. Oh, yeah. Well, they're, they're, God, what,
3: what words to use here? It's, it's interesting because we start to kind of learn that Calhoun and Deke were working together. But then things started going kind of awry because the, the Calhoun's weedle- men showed up. Weedle- yeah, and they they were shooting at him, and they were shooting in the wrong direction or something. But Deke had the wrong people there, so it was like a total miscommunication. Yeah, what we
1: learn is Calhoun and Deke were in prison together, and this is where they oh, met. Oh, okay. And they pl- came up with this whole plot. This so is Cal- surprised me. I Calhoun not had nothing to do with the D- the DA earlier in the movie, the beginning with the DA. Yeah, that was all Deke's plan because he was going to fuck over Calhoun. Okay. So, but Calhoun was gonna fuck over Deke because I think he, I think they I guess they were gonna fake the assassination. Yeah. Dick. Okay. They're both double. So he knew nothing about the whole DA thing. He thought that he was gonna they were gonna come and they were gonna rob the fucking armor truck and then they were gonna split the cash. And Deke's like, baby, that's I was I was just I was just covering myself. If you didn't show up in time, you know he's just he's just a fucking liar. Yeah. And so Calhoun's pissed off, and he's and, and then Iris is like, I know where that fucking cotton is. Yeah. And. Just kill that, shoot that motherfucker in the face, and I'll tell you. Yeah, you shoot and Deke then,
3: in the brain right now, and I'll. And, tell And you the this makes orders. no sense. I was like,
1: I want you to shoot him. Why the fuck? What? But he 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 gets his rocks off on seeing women shoot people in the that head. That might apparently. be it.
3: That might be it. So
1: he, they they untie, they, they kind of undo it, and then they hear some noise coming from outside. It's our boys, uh, uh, grave Yeah, right? they're up in the church above. And then we see like they're hiding behind some pews, and we see that the black guys with the red fezes are all tied up. The Calhoun's boys. Yeah. So Calhoun comes up, comes out, shoot out. You know, fucking coffin can't stop himself. He's got to he see somebody's got to shoot at him.
3: Yeah, and not even if he has a clear sight of him.
1: He just knew he was there and, and started shooting. Do everywhere. you think, uh, <laughs> Grave Digger? He just loves a, a flare gun because he has a flare gun again. I know he
3: fucking.
0: Or what that does gun. he have?
1: He has a gun that just shoots fucking fire. I love because it. Because because Calhoun runs back into the secret room. Get the, the the before he gets
3: a chance to run into the secret oh, room, uh, Grave Digger shoots it with his flare gun <laughs> to light it all on fire. But he Calhoun's like, I got nowhere else to go. I'm going <laughs> through it.
1: So he runs in there while that while that's all going on. Deeks like, baby. Release me Yeah Cause she's got free And she grabs yeah. a bottle And just breaks it And she's, she's got it to his neck She's ready to And fuck he's like baby I got that That little package you wanted I'm mm-hmm. not talking about my dick now I'm I thought he was my... Talking about his dick And, and Well they're, I think they're trying To make you think that Because yeah. you don't. they don't show it And then because- Calhoun Runs back Closes that fucking door With the pressure points Our boys uh, Drop the fucking flare gun Gra- Gravedigger's got a shotgun now Yeah and he shoots the door out. They're expecting to
3: find a handle on the other side, but there ain't no handle. So they gotta shoot it again, and there's
1: a little p- button you push. Yeah, just the, just a little lever. Open it up. All in there is Iris, and she's got this big ass diamond ring on her, hand. she's just staring at it, smiling mm-hmm. like, you know. Wait,
3: where did they go? We know they came here. And,
1: Not saying. No. <laughs> I ain't
3: telling you nothing, coppers. <laughs>
1: She's just so spellbound by that fucking ring, yeah. And then he's like, "Gravedigger, always practical." Say, like, "We, let me just see." And He checks, and there's there's another secret door. So they go, he,
3: he does the classic leans on it by by chance, opens up,
1: and he goes. He, and he looks at the coffin. Is that black enough for you? And they smile and walk through that secret door. So we're just gonna go ahead and cut and go wherever now, which is apparently the Apollo. It's that's, showtime yeah, at that's the Apollo that tonight. Billy's performance. Yeah, that just, we were this kinda... is where we want to bring back, people. This movie was written and directed by a black man <laughs> <laughs> because this is where the fucking movie gets weird. And this shit would never, ever be in a movie made today. Yeah, Because we, we, we learned earlier, Billy was trying to do a burlesque act that reflected her people in their struggle. So, the best way to do that, we also see the bale of cotton is right on the stage mm-hmm, at the Apollo.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So,
1: Billy. They're, they're all still looking
3: for where the bale of cotton ended up. Yes. And it's at the Apollo.
1: So, Billy is dressed like a mammy, like an Aunt Jemima mammy from a plantation. Yes. And she's doing a strip tease, dress like that. <laughs> yes, and kind of like
3: rolling over. She's parse vaulting over the cotton bale, right. strips oh.
1: down to like she's got like uh, like brawn panties with cotton on it. Yep, just little cotton balls. And uh, yeah, and the, co- the cotton comes to Harlem's playing in the background. We see
3: Dick. He's in the audience, and then. We got Calhoun backstage,
1: but. This is where it gets even (laughs) weirder. Calhoun comes up with a bright idea. I guess I need to blend in. So he has the worst (laughs) blackface. I've ever seen. Looking like Al Jolson.
3: So, no, just look at, like, Trump's orange face, how it horribly does not match the rest of him. That's that's the level of blackness And it looks just
1: like that picture that they've been showing forever, like, the past week, where you can see the white, like, around it. Exactly, exactly. And he's wearing, like, an Afro wig. Oh, it's so, like, what? The
3: best part is when Deke reveals him and everyone's (laughs) like, (laughs) (laughs) Gasp!
1: Well, that way... Well, yeah, we're getting her ahead of ourselves. I, we are,
3: but still, I had to say that <laughs> so. because it fits there.
0: <laughs>
3: so we got Deke moving in. We got Calhoun backstage in Blackface. And uh, I believe Iris was also in the crowd. Yeah, she's there. <clears throat> so the crowd, they're loving this crazy. They <laughs> they came here to see, like, a children's choir. <laughs> and well, yet, no, it's a
1: variety show. It's so, a variety show? Yeah.
3: Okay, so it's. Ages from <laughs> So strippers
1: and then children singing later on. Because <laughs> oh, you're, you're, you've, you've been sinning so much watching Billy dance, you need some God after that shit.
3: God damn, do I ever.
1: <laughs> and she's twerking, she's working. She's doing, she is, you know what, I thought slavery wasn't that bad after watching that. I was like, Does it doesn't look that bad to me. So it worked, Billy.
3: Wait, did you say this made the Super Bowl <laughs> look like it wasn't too offensive?
1: Yes, this, this God, please! The fucking Super Bowl <laughs> shit. Um, yeah. So, uh, so everyone's wanting to get at that cut, and Deke is like, "I got the perfect reaction. I'm just gonna call out fucking Calhoun." So he's like, "Hey, everybody, look at this!" And then, perfect Scooby Doo moment. We want to point out he's wearing makeup. <laughs> Okay. And then Deke rips the makeup like a mask. Like he just rips it off. That
0: was so weird.
1: And then like you said, the audience is like, what? What?
0: that you ripped
1: off that black man's skin. And they're like, "No, no, he's a he's a white man in blackface." Oh, fuck that guy. And so he's ready to just throw he's like, "And he stole your money." Well, yeah, he knows that some
3: people are upset at him because obviously when they came to the police station, people were like, "Where's our money?" Right. So, he's like, "This is the man, the white man that stole your money." And he throws him
1: out to the crowd. And they're, yeah, they're ready to rip him to pieces. Well,
3: it just so happens that the militants are there for a nice burlesque choir <laughs> show. So they're like, fuck, yes. <laughs> they get in there. They start beating the fuck
1: out of Calhoun. Just before he's plumbled to death, we hear a gunshot. And we know if someone's shooting a gun in a crowd, it's, <laughs> it's <gotta be> <laughs> coffin. <laughs> so it's got to be Great. They're like, we'll take care of this.
3: Oh my god!
1: So they grab him, handcuff him, tie him to some some scenery, and like hang him, like lynch him, basically. Yeah, they just hang him. Like we don't. That's the last we ever see a Calhoun. He could still be there for yeah. all we know. I love, I love it because
3: because they have that much power over everybody. They're just like, come on, guys.
1: He's ours because you know you can trust these guys exactly. So yeah, You've they've never broken a promise, Griff. It's, they never have. So Gravedigger's like, "Yo, take that fucking bail of hay, put it backstage. That's evidence." Yep. So so Jerema, I think, puts it backstage. So uh, we got a Deke backstage now. So we got
3: we got Gravedigger, up you know up front on the stage, and then we got Deke. He's backstage now, and he followed the con because of course he did. Because yeah. he needs to get the money out of it, right. so he, he he gets that little hook they use to grab yeah. onto things, and he's uh, he's going through the con. He's trying to find the money. All of a sudden, behind it, the, they have that classic coat rack where you can clearly see someone's behind <laughs> it, but Coffin's back there, and he's got a gun peering out, and that he just knocks it over.
1: Surprise! I'm here now. <laughs> and I love that move. He's like, "Look, man, we can we can drive this up fifty fifty, man. You know, we don't have to we don't have to fight." And then. Coffin, shockingly, usually this is where he shoots a guy. No, he puts the gun in his holster and is like, I'm going to beat the shit out of your fucking ass. And he, he commences to pummel the shit out of That Deke. makes total sense for Coffin. Right, because he's like, I have no problem with you ripping off white people. But when you come to Harlem and rip off black right. people, that fucking pisses me off.
3: You you, you said, like, no, that he absolutely <laughs> did just say just that word. <laughs> He yeah
1: yeah, and he just beats this holy fuck at it. While that's going on, this show must go on. This is showbiz, graph showbiz. So we have our choir act come out, like three yep. little boys and three women, and yeah. they're singing their hearts out, they're singing their beautiful little. They want to win the, the competition. Lord. It's Showtime at the Apollo, graph. Oh my God, baby and,
3: Kanye's out there. Yeah,
1: and uh, um, we get the door bust open, and Iris comes in. That's right, with a gun. With a gun. Because she wants that money, too. Because she's like, fuck, at least I'll take the money.
3: I, was she after the money? Was she I trying don't know. to help out Deke? I don't know. I don't, no,
1: because she hates Deke. I, don't, I think she just wanted the money.
3: Iris is awesome in this movie because her
1: motivations are so unclear. She, because she's working for herself. Exactly. And I love it. I love it. I love it. So it distracts Coffin. He's like, I'm the one supposed to be shooting people. Yeah. And Deke escapes, makes it back to the stage. He's got black eyes. It's like some of the worst fucking makeup. The makeup for this was terrible. (laughs) It was almost as bad as Calhoun's Blackface.
3: Oh, my God. Almost as bad as, did you hear about this WWE vampire event last Tuesday? Yes, I did see that. You saw it. Yeah. I watched it live, and I was like, I I was. Why is
1: he bit the back of the girl's neck? Yeah. What the fuck? I, mean, I was no trying sense. to
3: be cool about it. I was like, you know, if I were still like 11 or 12 when I was really into the attitude area and everything, I probably would have thought that was cool.
1: Did you get flashbacks to Gangrel, the vampire?
3: Was it Gangrel? Yes. I know Edge and Christian were he, there, too. He was their like, minions, Ga- yeah. They okay, were, Gangrel was the leader. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a little bit, yeah. But I was but, I was a little, like, kind of creeped but, out by that. But
1: why would you bite the back of someone's That neck? didn't make any sense. And j- she obviously had, like, a blood capsule in her yes. mouth. Yes. Yeah, it, it looked awful. Yeah, it's awful. Almost as awful getting back to Deke's makeup. And Deke, he just stumbles out. He's like, fuck, I got to do damage control. Yeah.
3: Well, he walks across one side of the stage just thinking he'll just walk by. No big deal. and Go to the <laughs> other side and leave. But G and C, they just walk over, gravedigger Digger and cough, And they're just there waiting for him. And he's
1: like, there's no escape. So goes the other mean? way. There's a cop blocking where he came from. So he's like, fuck, I got to work this crowd. So he sees little Kanye with a mic, and he just grabs
3: it from him. I, don't
1: wanna, I love this little kid because he will not give this mic off. <laughs> he up. will not. Oh, And my God. At, I love like... There was like a gr there were six of them and only he had a mic. I yeah. thought that was kind of odd. Too. Well, he he had the most beautiful voice. Oh, okay. The voice of an angel, Murray. And he wanted the people to hear it. So he's like and they're like, Leave that little kid alone. He's like, he slaps the kid. He did. And he shows his true colors. He really now did. he's exposed. He's showing a lot of true colors here. All the blood and bruises. His true colors are shining through, Cindy Lauper would say. It's true. Cindy Lauper said that? That's yes. Beautiful. And while that's going on, Jerima's in back looking through. The, he's like, cause, uh, Gravedigger told him, he's like, yo, th- you might get a promotion from this. There's 87 grand there. Find it. So Jerima's just peering at that coffin. Co- yeah. Coffin, cotton. Cotton. Coffin, cotton, tomato, tomato. And uh, he finds nothing. Nothing. He's like, there's no fucking cotton. There's no money in here. <laughs> and uh, what happens? They just. The people just walk out on Deke, right? Nothing happens to him, right? Nothing happens to him right here because the audience gives
3: up on him. Though, right? They all he loses his power. He loses his power. Everybody is just like, we used to believe in you. You could have been Marcus Garvey. You could have been Malcolm X. But no, we're done with you. And and that's
1: base. That's the worst thing. So that's even even worse than getting pummeled by Coffin. So Coffin just leaves him to in his shame. And Jarema, like I said, but he can't find the... He's like, there's no money in here. You guys fucking lied. Yeah. And so we're like... The boys are like, oh, fuck, man. We promised these people 87 grand. What are we going to do?
3: Well, let's go to a quick sweet scene break and arrive halfway across town, little Italy.
1: No, little Chinatown. Little,
3: chi- little Chinatown, you're right. <laughs> Excuse me. And... Wow, they're gonna to talk to the mafia down
1: again. Yeah, and he's like, "Why the fuck am I gonna give you black people money? What the fuck? Is Forget that bl- about it. Is you, that
3: black enough for have you? Have you
1: seen Richie? <laughs> have you seen Richie? And they're like, "Well, it'd be a shame if, uh, you know, some it did get black enough for you in Harlem, And We decided to take over the fucking crime here." And Casper's yeah. like, he like you know, sees an opportunity he likes. He's like, mm, that does uh, sound Kasper's interesting. Casper's
3: nervously optimistic.
1: But he's like, hey, boss, like, I think they're serious. Like, I mean, that'd be nice, but. Maybe if you just gave up the eighty-seven grand, like you could keep your shit. They're talking about black capitalism
3: taking over Harlem and right. getting more uh, black properties in there and more black uh, business owners. And he's like, I
1: don't fucking like that shit. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna give you this eighty-seven grand and get the fuck off my back. Get busting my balls here.
3: Fine Richie. You know, that reminds
1: fine-rich-y. me. Fine Richie. We haven't done enough tangents, so I'm going to do one more. I one finally, more I thing. finally, because I was thinking of Italians, I watched The Irishman oh, recently. Oh, you did? You did, you did, you did. Um, you would hate it. Uh, to be continued, the conclusion of
3: Congo's Goes <laughs> yeah. to Harlem. Yes. This is
1: Murray's <laughs> Irishman Side review. Up. Yes. go because no, there's two things that irritated me about
3: uh, it. They didn't use enough Irish springs. No.
1: Shut the fuck up. Let me play this First of all, you would not like it because yeah. it was a classic Scorsese. I enjoyed it, but if you you don't like Scorsese, so you would not like it.
3: No, no. I I like him, but I don't love mob movies. Well,
1: you wouldn't like it because this was a mob movie. This was about Jimmy Hoffa, and this is what it brings oh, me this to is a, it. this is a Hoffa yeah. thing. Okay. Pacino plays Hoffa in it. Okay. And spo- I'm going to spoil it for you seriously. De Niro's the guy who allegedly killed Hoffa. That's what it's about. Okay. But that that's not my gripe. My gripe is so it's Jimmy Hoffa, which obviously he was from Detroit. We know who Jimmy Hoffa yeah. is, okay? Two things bugged me. One, so he's at home, he's getting a call, he's in Michigan, he gets a call, and he's and right next to him there's a little soda pop can. Oh no, and it's it's Canada Dry Griff. No. If you're in Michigan, you drink Werner's ginger ale. You do not fucking drink Canada Dry.
3: You know, that's the kind of shit. That's like when billionaires say they know how
1: poor people should run their lives. Right. It took me out of the movie. Thankfully, it, this was like the last hour of the five fucking hours the book.
3: You couldn't do your research? That's, no. fu- that's a Wikipedia search. Ginger right. ale, Michigan.
1: <laughs> right. And it's the best ginger ale, too. It's better than Canada Dry.
3: You know, I, I have people tell me. Canada Dry I, Canada I Dry you
1: like can't it. even taste really ginger to it I mean I don't hate Canada Dry but to me that's, Verner's is ginger ale
3: people don't understand because I had someone tell me no Ginger Eye has got this weird spicy dry thing happening like, yeah it's ginger that's ginger, <laughs> that's ginger. <laughs> yeah. but then they're like no this soda actually has ginger in it and I'm like I don't know uh. but it's so fucking sweet I can't tell
1: Verner's gives you that burn. And yes, love it does. It. You do not want to chug a Verner's unless you want your throat to get I burned I will say out.
3: there's another person who says that Verner's, like much like shrinkate, it is like, uh getting weaker. Do you, Have you had Verner's recently?
1: No, I haven't. Yeah. I know it's a cure-all. If you were sick, your mom gave you Verner's. Exactly. Yeah. In
3: Michigan, if you are sick, <laughs> you drink Verner's. Yeah, right. It uh, does settle your stomach. If you it, have do, stomach it does. Ache. It does. But I have a friend who's had it recently who swears... That uh, it, it doesn't have that same potency anymore because uh, you what, would you yeah, would open it, it, and it the makes, carbonation
1: it you, makes sense because people can't handle it yeah. it's the same way Altoids got weaker like Altoids they have now are way weaker than the ones thirty years like, ago
3: I think and that's so, also yeah. a stomach cure so right. clearly people were bitching out because they can't handle their fucking drugs right
1: so that irritated me too okay so if you know anything about Jimmy Hoffa. He last he was last seen at the Red Fox, a famous restaurant here. So the Red that scene is there in this movie. So I just want to point out, and I don't know why they didn't do this because the Red Fox it's it's not called the Red Fox anymore, but the building still exists in Michigan. If you were going by this, the Red Fox it's a, it's it's located on Telegraph Road, which is a major fucking road in Michigan. Major road. It's got like it's like eight lane road.
3: People. For some dumb fucking reason, dead serious, there is houses built <laughs> with their driveway on it. It's, it's it's a fifty-five mile an hour road. Yes, which in most is like places, seventy yeah. or eighty kilometers an hour. It's fast. It's way too fast yeah. for coming out of a driveway. But it's a
1: major thoroughfare. It's huge. This one, it's on a two-lane road, like in the, like you know the middle, of, like this forest like on a lake and shit. Of I'm course. like, I'm like, you could have just. You didn't even have to film there. You could just use the shot like of like, you know, the restaurant. Do an exterior shot right. and then
3: do an interior. Right. That's elsewhere. all they had to do.
1: I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. So, okay, that's just my gripe. Let's get back to. Wait. Cotton. We're going to conclude <laughs>
3: Cotton comes to Yes. Co- cotton comes to Harlem. Cotton comes to Harlem. So, I believe we had our boys leaving the mafia. They right. worked out a deal, $87,000. They leave cash in hand $87,000. We don't know this, but we do know that they wind up
1: back at the precinct. Yeah, they snuck in at night, and they filled the cotton bale with the eighty-seven grand. And we've got... Exactly uh, eighty-seven, grand.
3: Exactly $80,000. And we have a great scene. Captain, Lieutenant, Coffin and Digger are there. And, of course, Jarema's there. And he's like, Captain, I don't know why you're having me look through here. I looked through here yesterday. Nothing in here. And he starts pulling out the money.
1: Yeah, like, what are you, stupid? It's right here. How? You, you black bastards did something. I don't know what you did, but I'm gonna find out. And then finally, the captain sees the sees the way you're supposed to see it—the way coffin graveyard. He's like, "I think you owe these gentlemen an apology." You used some very, very racial words towards them,
3: and I think you do apologize. Mm-hmm. God, this felt so much better than all of the Green Book. I hate the Green Book.
1: <laughs> and so he goes, "I'm sorry," and he stomps out. And then they just look at each other, smile, and they get in the car for the getting ready for the next adventure. But before they do that, what happened to the eighty seven thousand dollars? What well, happened to it? I'm glad to you asked that, Griff, because we find out. Because I guess apparently Uncle Bud, he's alive, people. He is alive. And he sent a letter to Gravedigger, and, and a, a photo, and it's a photo of him with some, with three topless women. Andy Sedaris picture, clearly. <laughs> Andy Sedaris is next to him. They got their arms around each other. Yeah. They're in a hot tub. <laughs> And he's like, Hey you big dummies. I faked my death. I'm here in Africa on a cotton farm. You big dummies. And they just they go, Uncle Bud, how can you not love Uncle Bud? He's you know, he caused all this mess, but he's so damn lovable.
3: I love him. I love him. I love him. And
1: I love they did a neat, neat little trick. It's a picture, but it's a live it's picture. It's a live picture. So you yeah. see Red Fox grabbing some titties and shit. And, and boobies are jiggling around there, yeah. And then they just go, oh, on to the next adventure. They actually do get another adventure. Yes, there's a sequel. It's available. if you enjoyed this one, the sequel is on YouTube. It's called Charles, uh, "Come Back, Charleston Brown."
3: Yes, I would highly recommend it. it is... I didn't think it was as
1: good as this one, but it's worth seeing. Just so you can see, this movie was filmed two years later, and Grave Digger put on like at least fifty pounds. <laughs> yeah. He's like huge in this one. Seriously, he's, we're... he's like a food digger or something. Yeah. me and Marie
3: have watched. Plenty of stuff. The these Gravedigger and Coffin are
1: really a great duo. I really this is something you should watch. I'm not kidding. They need to revive this. Yeah and like these characters.
3: Would you be who
1: I don't. I I, I don't don't, know who. I was gonna say. I don't. know. They would do shit. It would be Rock and Kevin Hart. That's who they would do. They might do Rock and Kevin Hart. They might do Jaden Smith. And no. uh, (laughs) Oh my god. That would make me want Rock and Kevin Hart. But that would be. We got to get the Rock and Kevin Hart. You
3: know what? I like that you're saying that. I watched that movie the other day. When I was, I I, like every Saturday. I do two plus hours of running straight at the gym, and that movie came on. You know, soft brag there. Hey guys. Griffier, I have run. You've seen my calves. I run twelve plus miles every Saturday, Um, but that movie came on, and wow! I
1: what don't movie? know what, what movie
3: are you' talking about. They've done they're, like they're, five movies together. The, it was one where Rock was a Jumanji? secret. He was fat, and then he became a secret agent and turned into the Rock. Oh, okay, I know. What and you're talking Kevin about. Know Hart was called. the cool kid in high school. I don't know what it's called I don't because either. all these movies probably have the same name. It's like secret agent high school guy. Um... But, yeah, it, it's fine. It's just action movies today, they don't get it.
1: They don't. Just and I, and I, I feel bad because I think The Rock could have been a star in the 80s. I think he oh has the charisma. He's the closest <clears throat> thing. I think seriously the closest thing we have to Schwarzenegger right now. I
3: think we asked a very important question of our friend Stuart. I don't we know did. if he's done any of that work yet, but it's out there. We won't go into any more details. But I could see him fitting into that category. Yeah. Definitely. I, I, I definitely think because actually he yeah, just, just needs sucks. a good, he
1: needs his Terminator. He need, I like The Rock. He's very charismatic. I've, exactly. I love him. But he just has, he has not done his, he needs a Terminator, a movie that really is great and he you know, showcases him.
3: I don't know if he's ever done a movie, maybe, the, maybe like an early Mummy movie where he was like a villain, but he needs a real heel character. That's where he shined in the wrestling world. Yeah. I mean, he obviously turned into a huge face, but right. it's like, yeah, no, uh, the, the Terminator was huge. Started out as a a bad guy, right? You know, we don't. Well, he was the Scorpion. We king. don't. That was his. First lore, yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. why I was using that as Which example. Which had
1: some of the worst CGI I've ever
3: seen, even for that time. It's bad. Let the actors shine, people. Yes. Like you don't need the CGI fucking the rock. But no, it's already ridiculous.
1: That, I don't know if it was me, but I. I don't know if he, I would see him playing it, but Gravedigger and Wesley Snipes look similar to me. I don't know, maybe that's just me, but I don't. Is that black enough for you? <laughs> no, what, what was that? Shut the fuck up! You <laughs> have no idea. I just like throwing that line out. <laughs> no, but you know what is black enough for us is our next week's movie. What is that movie? Well, here's the thing: if we we're almost we're. We have, I think, two more movies in Black Station history month before yeah, it goes this away. The, this
3: was the third movie; two more left.
1: And I was like, we still haven't done a Fred Williamson movie yet, and that's.
0: Oh, Fred.
1: But I'm thinking that's not enough. I mean, for most most podcasts, that would be enough. But we're better if they than even most recognize podcasts. Fred Williamson. So I'm like, let's add a little Jim Brown to that, and then I'm like, that's still not enough. Mm. Throw some Jim Kelly into the mix. I feel like we did this last year. We did Griff, but I'm gonna. That's why I'm gonna one up it and throw in Richard Roundtree, aka Shaft, into the mix. No for African American ass kicking superstars in one down, two to go. A quasi sequel to Three the Hard Way. In that. All the same actors, but totally different characters. Okay. <laughs> but it's available on YouTube so if you want to check it out beforehand. I've never seen it. I hope it's good. I hate when we do movies. Say, it's going to be great, and then we don't like it. Yep. But I think it's going to be good because it's got fucking these guys into it. If
3: not, at least we'll only have an hour episode.
1: <laughs> so uh all i get to say now is, Griff, is it warm enough for you? I don't know. Is it...
0: Ain't now But it's gonna be Black Enough for me Ain't now But it's gonna be Black Enough to see To see red When the song is wrong To see blue Is gone to see green on the pea green sea of your man.